Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. Yeah, it could just distract from, you know, maybe a nice Mother's Day that your mom is trying to have, you know, if she has to get in the kitchen and start, you know, cooking syrup on the stove and juicing lemons and that kind of stuff. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. As we head into Mother's Day weekend, let's raise a glass to all of the moms and mother figures in our lives. Our guest has advice for planning the perfect Mother's Day cocktail hour, whether you'll be celebrating in person or across the miles. And if Mother's Day is not really your thing, keep listening because you'll get great ideas for creating your next signature cocktail or perfect cocktail hour for a barbecue, a wedding, or just a night at home. Mother's Day is coming up, and our guest is Derek Schaefer. Now, before you get all, what does a dude know about what mom's like? You should know that Derek is a bartender at CW's Gin Joint in downtown Tampa. He's seen plenty of moms order drinks, and he's observed some trends about what they tend to like. In our conversation, Derek shares ideas for treating mom to a cocktail or mocktail hour that won't leave her washing dishes on her special day. We also recognize that Mother's Day can be painful for some people. If that's your situation, then we hope this episode inspires you to honor someone else special or just do something nice for yourself. So let's jump into this. Mother's Day cocktails. Right off the bat, I have to ask you, what qualifies you to speak on this topic? Obviously, you're not a mother, but you are a bartender. So where are you bringing your experience from in terms of what to serve for the mothers in our lives on Mother's Day? Sure. One of the uh, perks of being a bartender, especially at a place like Gin Joint, where people, you know, all walks of life and open-minded people, you know, come in there looking for a, a great cocktail. I'd like to think I've served plenty of moms, all different kinds of drinks, but you do tend to pick up on certain preferences, uh, anything uh, related to uh, bubbles. Moms seem to like, uh, you know, champagne, you know, something easy drinking. I think we can all agree that, you know, unless you (laughs) maybe have like a, you know, a a non-traditional mother when it comes to choosing spirits, you know, they're not shooting hard whiskey, you know, after a long day, you know, they generally like to drink, uh, you know, wine, citrus, bubbles, maybe something a little floral. Those just seem to be the common themes for what I would call, you know, moms or, or ladies that come in and are looking for a specific kind of cocktail. Okay, sure. Moms like bubbles. I'm a mom. I love a good bubble. But of course, we don't want to generalize. We know there are women who prefer beer or non-alcoholic drinks or all sorts or whiskey, you know, for that matter. So these are just some some general 
uh, trends that you've noticed in your, how, how long have you been a bartender, by the way? Formally bartending, uh, about two years now, but um, I am, I'm currently 32. I've worked in restaurants since I was 16 and I like to go out and drink and, you know, be exposed to new ideas regarding cocktails. It's just a really for me, it's a creative outlet, and I love to see what other bartenders, especially now in, in the Tampa Bay area, what they're doing and, and the cocktail programs that are going on because the industry is really, really coming into its own. The sky is the limit moving forward. So I just like being immersed in that creative world. Very cool. Do you have a lot of moms who come in and, you know, want to complain to you about their kids? <laughs> Indirectly, uh, there's a, a term called bartender ears. Being behind the bar, I mean, you'll hear all sorts of conversations. And yeah, sometimes, you know, you might hear, you know, whether it's a couple or, you know, someone out with their friends, you know, they might, you know, mention their kids as being a pain. But, uh, but on the flip side, I also hear a lot of praise. You hear all sorts of conversations. <laughs> Do you have kids? I do not. I, I have fur babies. I have three cats and one Australian shepherd and they keep me busy enough. I, I would love to have kids someday, but right now those are my kids. Those count too. Fur babies are people too, <laughs> but you're going to get so much advice and probably have a lot of advice to give, you know, with your own kids in the future. All right. So let's get into this. What are the characteristics of a good Mother's Day cocktail? Simplicity. Definitely, uh, you know, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with preparation or having to find specific ingredients. And honestly, you know, simplicity is, is the way to go with, with cocktails in general, in my opinion. But you basically need a balance. So you're going to need, you know, obviously an alcoholic element. Or, I mean, even if you're doing a mocktail, it's still kind of following the same logic where you're going to need to balance a base, which in alcoholic drinks is alcohol. And then you're going to need citrus generally, and maybe a, a sweet element to balance that out for most cocktails. I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of different directions you can go, but you know, if you can balance your spirit or your alcohol in a drink with a sweetening agent and something citrus, maybe, you know, something a little sharper to kind of, you know, round it out, then that is the ideal drink. And so whether it's lime juice, lemon juice, you know, grapefruit, wine, gin, you know, there's a balance that needs to be had for something to taste good. So that's really, you know, what I'm after as far as drinks go in general. But for the perfect Mother's Day cocktail, regarding that balance, I would say something that looks pretty too. It's a celebration, you know, of, of your mom. It's just like getting her a bouquet of flowers. You know, you drink with your eyes first. So you'd want visually you know, I would say color contrast, fresh ingredients, you know, whether it's fruit or herbs. And if you got some nice glassware, that's a bonus too. You know, it's a complete package. Oh, that's good. And the thrift store is a good place for glassware. Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that. I've actually picked up uh, several pieces of glassware in my cabinet from uh, my local Salvation Army, just because I couldn't believe that, you know, this huge brandy snifter that, you know, you probably pay 50 bucks for online, you know, give or take some dollars there. But the nice ones was a dollar at my local thrift store. So absolutely, you can find some really cool and unique glassware at local thrift stores. Definitely. 
For sure. So you mentioned that we drink with our eyes first and you emailed over a couple of recipes and I want to talk about these. They are beautiful. There's a photo of like a pink drink and I know not all moms love pink. I know plenty of guys who like pink, but this just looks very refreshing and appetizing. So talk to me about some of the recipes that you've developed specifically for Mother's Day. Sure. So with that one you're referring to, um, <laughs> I don't presume to be the greatest uh, drink namer uh, out there. Um, but sometimes, you know, whether it's comedy or just actually kind of describes the drink, you know, naming a drink can be fun and sort of stressful at the same time. But a classic gin cocktail is, uh, is a bramble, which is basically dry gin, blackberries, blackberry liqueur and lemon juice. Basically, you would shake the lemon juice and gin together and then top it with your blackberries or blackberry liqueur, which with the yellow of the gin and lemon juice, you know, creates this nice, like, you know, beautiful pink kind of cascading motion uh, within the drink. And then I'm all about color contrast, too. So, you know, you can put either some fresh mint on there or even some dark cherries or sage or uh, without overdoing it. Basically, you can make those beautiful drinks really with just three simple elements. Uh, Again, just color contrasting there. Well, that's a great tip. And there was one more recipe you sent over. Can you talk about that one? Yeah, that's actually one that I use quite often at Gin Joint. Currently on our menu, we call it the, our menu has a theme, basically songs from the early uh, 20th century. We call it the Paris Will Always Be Paris where we use a uh, six o'clock London dry gin. We um, actually make a lemon cordial, which is basically taking lemon juice, lemon peels and sugar, and then um, basically top that drink with champagne after shaking it. Referring back to our earlier conversation about what kind of drinks do moms like St. Germain, elderflower liqueur, or uh, you know something floral, lavender, elderflower, that's a common request too. So I called that other drink elderflowers for mom you know, trying to stick to the Mother's Day theme. And just a quick side note, it took me a while to try to come up with something that I thought was, you know, worthy of a drink name for a, a Mother's Day cocktail. It definitely definitely wasn't easy, but um, I figured Elderflowers for Mom was a good description of the drink. And it kind of, you know, gave that nice sentiment for what Mother's Day is, is, is about there. So you're going to take lemon juice um, and make a simple syrup at home, which is as simple as it sounds, you just do equal parts sugar and water and just make sure that the sugar is thoroughly dissolved into the water. And then that with as much lemon juice as you want to use, give it a couple of quick shakes and then top it with champagne and uh, elderflower liqueur. And you'll have just a really nice bubbly, floral, citrusy, easy drinking cocktail, which again, you can make look pretty too. I can just picture that. That sounds Absolutely lovely. Not just for moms, because I feel like after the crazy year we've all had, we all deserve a drink. I don't care. Mom, grandma, dad, brother, cousin, neighbor, everybody can use a drink right now. So these are just great sort of guidelines for all of us to follow. Now, how about for people who do not drink alcohol? I'm thinking about moms who are pregnant or nursing or just plain don't drink or kids who want to participate and have a couple of sips too. Obviously, we're not going to serve alcohol to our kids. So what are some fun ways to spruce up a non-alcoholic drink? It might not sound like a great idea at first, but I mean, you're, you're going to need a sweetening element, for lack of a better term, sugar. Um, <laughs> again, you can make a simple syrup. I mean, you can use grenadine. 
you know, one popular mocktail that I actually can get behind too is uh, basically mint, cucumber, and lime. The classic actual cocktail, if you were to involve gin, would be it would be called an East Side. But you know, if you can just grab some mint, juice a, a fresh cucumber, um, and add a little bit of sugar just to round it out, and then some lime juice to contrast that, you can put that in a glass over ice and it's delicious. Garnish it with a cucumber. You can put it in a glass and top it with soda water uh, or Sprite, even if, you know, your, your kid or your mom has a real sweet tooth. That would be the mocktail that I, that I would choose to make for folks uh, unless they request uh, something else that's specific. Oh yeah. Anything with Sprite, kids are going to get behind and you can trust me on that. <laughs> My daughter like lives to drink Sprite. I love Sprite too. <laughs> <laughs> kids at heart too. So I don't know about your family, but I'm here in Florida. My mom is in Ohio. I haven't seen her in over a year. I've got friends who've had, you know, new babies that I've never seen. How can we celebrate people who are far away? If I was being ambitious and I wanted to take some of those thrift store glasses and mail them off to somebody, what else could go in a cocktail kit for Mother's Day that we send in the mail and maybe do like a zoom cocktail hour if we're not all zoomed out <laughs> absolutely the labor is going to have to be on your end i would say for a successful cocktail kit so you know maybe not only glassware but also perhaps like you know a whole fresh lemon you know you could make a simple syrup in your kitchen again it, it literally takes two minutes and maybe just you know jar that up if you were to send somebody you know hey you know, happy Mother's Day. Here's a, a cocktail kit. You want to be as thorough a, as you could with the preparation because then it just becomes, you know, a chore for the person on the other end receiving it to enjoy your gift. So if you can provide the, the spirit, the other ingredients as far along as you can get them and even the glassware, I mean, if you really want to go all out, you know, maybe a cocktail shaker and instructions on, you know, how to make it. The possibilities are limitless, but if I was to send somebody a cocktail kit, especially my mom, uh, as a present, you know, I'd probably just try to get as much of that legwork done as possible, you know, so when she opens it, you know, it's really just an easy thing to do that can be easily enjoyed quickly. You know, it could just distract from, you know, maybe a nice Mother's Day that your mom is trying to have, you know, if she has to... <laughs> get in the kitchen and start, you know, cooking syrup on the stove and juicing lemons and that, that kind of stuff. Amen to that. 100% agree. You said the labor is going to have to be on your end. And I think that should be the slogan for Mother's Day gifts because <laughs> all I want is a day off. If my family is listening to this, just give me a day off, <laughs> take the kids somewhere, or if they're sticking around the house, at least make the simple syrup so I don't have to. So I could not agree with you more. The labor should be on the end of um, the gift giver, not the recipient. So if we're having a little Mother's Day celebration at home, what food would we be serving with these cocktails that, again, isn't so labor intensive or maybe is something we could just order through an app even? So I would say, at least for the cocktails that we've discussed, there's certain things with different spirits, you know, especially gin. Uh, gin, gin is a, a very diverse spirit. The six o'clock guys, you know, who, who I've come to know very well and come to know uh, their gin very well. There's very distinct flavor profiles in their gin. Um, and, and that's true for, for pretty much any gin you try. Same thing with whiskeys and rums and tequilas. I mean, they're, 
There are tasting notes that you can read online for different products, but really it's about what you taste in those spirits or how they make the cocktail taste. And then I go from there if I'm going to try and pair food with those cocktails. So for example, if we're talking about that elderflowers for mom cocktail with the, the champagne and, and lemon juice and elderflower liqueur. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's floral, it's light, it's fresh. So, you know, I probably wouldn't go too much farther than matching those ingredients up with maybe like some fresh fruit, like, like brunch really comes to mind, right? So like maybe like some fresh fruit, even vegetables, uh, light, you know, airy, nothing too heavy and savory because your palate will just become dominated by that, you know, heavier food item as opposed to, you know, something that can complement these drinks here. Like, like nobody wants to, nobody wants to drink a meal as far as like that savory uh, profile goes. So definitely, you know, like the cocktail, light, fresh, nothing to contrast that too uh, far one direction. That sounds good. And then finally, how about some finishing touches? We talked about the glasses, you know, the beautiful glassware that you can get for hardly any money at the thrift store, yard sales. What else? I'm thinking about like garnishes, you know, flowers, what kind of, I guess you guys play kind of that old music at the gin joint, kind of like um, maybe standards or pop standards, jazz standards, you know, how can we engage all the senses? So like we talked about, you know, drinking with your eyes first, you actually taste with your nose first. So aromatics are extremely important in a cocktail. You know, when I think of things that are aromatic, you know, obviously fresh herbs come to mind. Like at Ginjoy, we use thyme, and rosemary, and sage, and mint, and tarragon. I mean, there are complementary ways to use fresh herbs. And, you know, when I hear aromatic, that just immediately comes to mind. But also, I've been in a few grocery stores where they actually sell edible flowers. You know, they're these really beautiful little pink and blue and purple. They almost look like daisies, but, you know, they're edible and they could easily fit inside a drink. I mean, that, that's a really great way to make, make your drink pop. I mean, especially if you can, again, going back to the color contrast thing, you know, lemon wheels, lime wheels, a thin orange wheel, grapefruit slice, that fresh fruit, especially if you're using that ingredient in your cocktail, that's only going to bring to life what's in that cocktail as well with your garnish. So that's really how I think, you know, you can take a drink to the next level is by highlighting what you're using in the drink with your garnish to kind of just, you know, have them complement each other. And then if you can visually make that something that looks like, oh God, I got to drink that. That's just a bonus at that point. And being in Florida, I mean, we have our pick of the herbs and flowers. You could probably just go outside and, you know, you might have something growing in your yard already that would work. So we've got lots of good choices or grab something at the farmer's market. Well, Derek, it was so nice to talk to you. Thanks for all these great ideas. And I feel like if my family doesn't make me a drink, I might just throw my own little cocktail hour for Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can absolutely do it. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's supposed to be a creative outlet. It's supposed to be, you know, something that you can create that didn't exist before that is now right in front of you. And it does include all those senses. And that's what I love about bartending. Derek Schaefer is a bartender at CW's Gin Joint in downtown Tampa. You can find his recipes for Breakfast in Bramble and Elderflowers for Mom on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with help from Cheyenne Jaglau, Mark Hayes, and Blake Bass. 
Copyright 2021, WUSF Public Media.